So we're talking about fathers today. Um, so it's it sometimes can be Father's Day. It can be exciting. You can be thankful. It can you know be an overflowing day filled with love, or it can also be a sad or painful or bitter day sometimes because um, some of us had really great dads, um, some did not. Um, we had really good, present, wonderful guys, and some of us have had you know non-existent dads. But we do all have biological dad. You know, you're here. You know, go back to you know health class. A mom and a dad, you're here because, you know, you of a dad. Um, whether they were good or not, we all have one. Um, so how we can view dads can be, you know, way over here, or we might be way to the other side, you know. We might be like, when you hear dad, you might think, oh, I don't even, you know, respond to that word. I never had a dad. Or you might be like, oh, my dad, he's my daddy, I love him, he can do anything in the world, you know. Um, so sometimes, you know, moms, it's like, you know, Mother's Day comes around, everyone's like, oh, flowers, take her out to dinner, Father's Day, you know, people are kind of like, I'm not even calling my dad. So it's kind of different. Mother's Day, it's like, people are excited. So what do we do on Father's Day? Um, so whether we have been in that situation where we've had a great, wonderful dad who's always there, or we, you know, had a single mom, or maybe our dad wasn't present, or um, we do have one thing in common. There's something we all have in common, is that no matter where our dad lies on that that spectrum, um, we have a heavenly father. We all have a heavenly father. Uh, We may, may not know him very well. We might not even serve him. We might not even love him or even believe in him. Yet he's there for us. He loves us. He wants good for us. He wants extraordinary, not ordinary for our lives. He's giving. He's kind and, and loving. And even though we may not know this about him, he says, I want to build a relationship with you. So whether we know him very well yet or not, he says, I'm here, I'm, I'm always going to be here, I'm always present, I'm ready for you. And he set an order for us to be mothers and fathers in our lives. He gave us moms and dads, you know, we have a mom and a dad, whether they're present or not. And then he set in his church, in his body, he made it a family. He said, I made you to have moms and dads and spiritual moms and dads. If you guys don't know what that is, that's people who will lead you up. You know, maybe they're younger than you, maybe they're older than you, but these are people who are going to teach you God's word of what he says about you and who you are and how much value he has for you. You know, God set this into motion because he is our creator, but he's also our father. When you look in God's word, you'll see he says our father. He's the father. Why would he choose that? He could have said, um, you know, he says he's the king and, and he's the comforter and all these things, but he says, I'm your father. I'm your father. He's not your CEO, you know, that don't, doesn't know what's going on in the company, right? He's your father. You know, you're down here, 
You're, you're, you know, you're just the employee. He's not the CEO, and you're, you know, trying to do a thousand parts a minute, and they're like, you can do that, you know. No, he's present. He's a father. He's right there. He's not the boss that's always yelling at you or saying, do this, do this, do that, do this, and if you don't, you're out of here. That's not who he is. He says, I'm not that. He's not even the manager. He says, I am your father. He's your father. What does that even look like? You know, I know that there are people in this room that are like, I don't know what a dad looks like. I don't know what a father really is. I didn't really have one. Or I had one, but I hope God doesn't look like that. And God says, hey, I set this into motion. I created us as a family to be part of his family. We get to be sons and daughters. We're not his employees. We're not his co-workers. We're not his slaves. We're his children. And we have access to him. You know? Go into God's fridge whenever you want. You know what I mean? I don't love my kids. Oh, you didn't do your chores. You don't get any love today. You did not make your bed. You don't get to eat. You know? I don't do that to my kids, so why do we think God's going to do that to us? Well, you did something wrong, so, you know, I'm going to have to put you in the pit for a while until you figure it out. He's not like that. He says, I'm a father. He's not controlling. He's not a punisher. Do you know that there's no punishment? He corrects us, but he doesn't punish us. He doesn't say, well, you walked in the road. I hope you get hit by a car. He goes, you walked in the road. He comes you out, gives you a swat on the butt and says, remember never to go in the road. What happens when you do? You know, he's not going to be like, well... You know, I'm punishing him. I'm going to throw you in front of a car. He doesn't do Doesn't that sound ridiculous? Yes. That sounds ridiculous. We wouldn't do that to our children. God doesn't punish us like that. He corrects and says, let's, not, let's go this direction. Yes. You know, he's not a punisher. He gave us choices. And he gently corrects and he loves, loves, loves. He gave us choices. You know, when humanity chose to listen and obey the devil over God. You know, he didn't do that. We chose. Humanity chose. And don't be like, well, if Adam and Eve wouldn't have, don't worry. There would have been a Steve or a Larry or, you know, Sarah or, or a Jamie or something that would ate the apple eventually or, you know, the forbidden fruit. Okay, so don't, don't be like, if it's all Adam and Eve, don't worry. You would have got your chance eventually. So when humanity chose to listen and obey the devil over God in the garden, God immediately, because he loved us, he didn't be like, well... Start over. Wipe it clean. You know, no more earth. He said, you know what? I love them. These are my children. I would do anything for them. And he set a plan into action to bring us back into his family, into relationship with him. So, you know, he did. He gave his firstborn son. That's where the first fruits come from. When you guys hear, we talk about first fruits. We talk about tithing. God's saying, giving your first. His son. He gave his son so that we could be back in the bloodline, back in his family. He didn't punish us or force us or coerce us. He gave because he loved us. His, great is so, his love is so great for us, you guys. That's what we have to understand. His love is so great for us. Why would he do that? Would you do that for someone else's child? Would you say, you know, I'm going to give my child because, you know, all these people in Hesperia, you know, they're living like crazy, and, you know, I'm going to give my child because if I give my child all of them, 
will have life. Would you be able to do that? Those of you that are parents, could you even let someone, someone even says something bad about my child, I'm like, mm-mm, I'm coming out, that's it. You know, like, well, like, you know, like, I have girls, so like those mean girl groups, you know. Layla's not even, she's so good with that. She's like, oh, it's fake. You know, mom, they're just, they're just girls, you know, they're just the way it is. And I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to stand there like this and keep looking at them. I'm like, you don't be, you know what I mean? Like, I'm all, and she's, you know, because we're like, somebody hurt my child. My child's perfect, you know. <laughs> she's not perfect, but pretty darn close. Uh, you know, that's. That's how it, when someone, God, God did that for us. Would we do that? But we don't know God like that because people have told us, God's this punisher and he's just waiting for you to mess up so he can come down and destroy your life. <laughs> Who made you think that? Who do you think is on the other side of that? You ever see someone try to get between a mama and her child? That's what's going on there. You know, people, so we start thinking that's how God acts because everyone's like, oh, I can't, you know, try to get on your good side. It's very deceptive. God's not like that. He's loving. He's kind. His correction always comes to benefit you. You know, in Galatians it says, for we are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus' blood brought us back into the kingdom and into the family. God said, you know what? They ain't making good choices. And you know, I even know generation from generation to generation, they're going to make some bad choices. But Jesus, I'm sending you because I love them so much and I don't want to spend a day without any of them. I want them in my family. I want them in my kingdom. I want good things for them. So will you, will you be in part of this family Help me in this plan. And he sent Jesus. And he gave Jesus that choice too. So when we believe in Jesus, God says we are his children through Jesus' blood. That's our bloodline. That is our bloodline. We are in the kingdom. God is our father. I'm running to him. You know, and and I'm going to share this with you guys. So today, my attitude was not right this morning. If you know me, you probably realized that when you met me. So during worship, the Lord said, why don't you move the cushion? And I was like, well, God, what are you saying to me? He said, why don't you move the cushion? And I'm like, okay, am I hearing right? You know? And he's like, you know what? You know that game you always play with your kids where you stand and, and you trust, you trust, and they fall back? Remember you dropped your child? And I was like, oh, forgot about that. I did. I totally missed one time and let Lana fall. Because <laughs> they did it to me so much that they'd just be like, trust fall, and then I, I wasn't paying attention. But they were little. They were close to the ground then. So, it's okay. so, so I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? He's like, remove the cushion. He said, Sarah, you look like you trust me sometimes, but still sometimes you slide that cushion in so that you'll be like, I trust you, God, I trust you. But if you don't, if you don't really care about me, if you're not hearing me, God, I'm not going to get hurt. God said, remove that cushion. I will never miss. I will never be preoccupied. I will never be thinking about anybody else in that moment. He's thinking about you when you need him. He's thinking about me when I need him. He said, every time I'm going to catch you. Every single time. You may be thinking I won't because I'm down here, but I'm strong and I got you. Remove the cushion. I was like, okay, Lord, that's correct. I'm moving it. I'm moving it. So I want to share that with you guys that God still, you know, as you grow in things of God, he will still correct you. But he does it in a good way. 
Isn't that good? I was like, I'm glad that's the way you talk to me, Lord. Because, because sometimes I don't want to trust him. I think, what are you doing, God? You know, I know better than you. And God's like, oh, really? <laughs> Do you think before you put those shoes on, they're already hurting your feet? You didn't think that? <laughs> you know? But sometimes we think that. We think, you know, I don't know if you're really going to come through. And God's like, don't worry, I got you. Might not be here or here or here, but I got you. And even if I don't, don't you think that I have a beautiful pool of water that you're going to fall into that's going to be refreshing? I got you no matter where you are. You need to trust me because I love you and I would never drop you. I would never let you go. I would never hand you over to the enemy. You're my kid. You're mine. And nobody's coming against you. I'm going to be your avenger. You know? Like they say, bears aren't really that dangerous unless they have cubs. You know what I mean? You know, he made us family through blood. He gave it all to us. He adopted us whether we were willing or not. We're like, I don't need you, God. I don't want you to adopt us. And he put the money on, he put the time on, and he put the blood down. And he said, nope, you're my kid. Whether you come to see me or not, whether you're the prodigal son that's like, give me, give me, give me, and run away and do all of this, and then come back. He said, I'm adopting you. You're mine, whether you're willing or not, whether you're broken, whether you're angry, whether you're bitter. He wanted you. I like people who like me. It's not very fun to be around people who don't like you. Because I have a lot of people who don't like me. And then I have to be nice to them. They really don't like me. It's not fun to be around. I'm not going to be like, oh, let's go spend the day together, you know. And every time you stand next to them. I've had people like that. You know, and I'm thinking, these people are speaking against you, God. They're talking about how horrible you are. They don't even know you. And you're saying, no, I want them. They're my kids. And don't you talk bad about them. I'm like, oh. (laughs) That one was rough. Because this is what God does. He gives his best. You know, in his word it says he gives his best. The sun warms and the rain nourishes to everyone, regardless of good or bad, the nice and nasty. You know, um, that's God's word when he says he gives good things to his children. He's saying, regardless of good or bad, nice or nasty, God loved you. How many of you guys can be nice? I can be nice. How many of y'all can be nasty? <laughs> get me on a couple hours of sleep and I haven't had any chocolate in a few weeks? It's going to get dangerous. God's saying, Sarah, I like you when you don't have chocolate. I like you when you're hangry. And I'm like, I don't like me when I'm hangry. God said, but I do. Because your life is a gift from God to you. And he has infinite value for you. He, says, he always talks to me and he's, he looks at me and he says, Sarah... Even though right now you're kind of, ugh, and you're acting, you know, I still have value for you. Because I can see what's behind that layer, and that layer, and that layer, and that layer. So he made a way, even if our dads, even if, you know, because sometimes our dads didn't know. What if our dads didn't have dads to teach them how to be dads? What if they didn't know that God told us how to be a family and who he is in his word, but they didn't know that. And so their dads didn't know how to be dads. Are they going to know how to be dads? So sometimes we've got to give grace and be like, you know what, my dad was not a very good dad. 
My dad was not always a very good dad. But you know what? I learned what a good dad was through his word. But you know, now I can honor my dad. And I'm building that relationship. Because you know what I know? Who taught my dad to be a dad? So when you look at your, your, maybe your biological dad harshly, you need to say, but who taught him? Who loved him? Who, when did, when did somebody, you know, introduce him to God and say, this is who a father is? And that he got to feel that and experience that. So even if our dads made choices that caused us pain, if you're a dad, you, you know, you probably know, you've probably caused your kids pain. If you're a child, which we all qualify, we're someone's kid. Our dads have probably caused us pain, whether we ever met them or not. We've probably had some pain. So whether they've caused you pain, God still gives you a choice. He offered his son for you. The value he has for you is extravagant, above and beyond anything we can comprehend. We still get a choice. We couldn't choose what family you're born into. We couldn't choose when we're a little kid, but God says, I give you a choice. You always have a father in me, and a good father. Not, you know, I'll call you next week and not show up. Always a good father. He said, you don't always, you can't choose for other people, but you can choose. You know, his love gives you opportunity. Opportunity you would never have without knowing his voice and his heart. And he displays it in his word. Do you guys know the Bible is his word? You want to know what God's saying to you? He's talking to you all the time. When I don't want to hear him, I don't open my Bible. Then he uses other things. So then I try to go la, la, la. But he lives in here, so I can't get away. You know how it is. Sometimes in your flesh, you're like, I don't want to listen to you. Because what you're saying to me, I don't want to do. You know? Because you know that his love for you. He's going to ask you to do things that sometimes are hard or we don't want to do. Sometimes because it's because God's going to break something open. He wants, to, he wants to heal something. And we're like, but I've got that buried so deep. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to remember that. I don't want to see that. Just let me keep putting layer over layer. It's fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. It's good. It's good. You know? He, to know who he is, to know what a good father is, to know what a family is. You've got to know what he says. You've got to know his heart. His heart is in his word. It's an overwhelmingly love story to you. The whole Bible, there is parts that, are, that seem, wow, this is intense. And he's saying, no, I want you to know the whole story. You know, in Luke um, twelve thirty two, it says, "So don't be afraid, little flock, for it, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom." So we're le- he's saying to us, "I want to give you the kingdom, everything I have. You inherit everything." He didn't say you inherit inherit the shack, the kingdom, good things. And I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about spiritual things: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self control. Those are fruits of the spirit. He's saying you get those. He gives good gifts to his children. You know, at Christmas, I don't, you know, wrap up a stale piece of bread and give it to my kids and be like, Merry Christmas! That's not a good gift. My kids are going to mouth off to me. What is wrong with you? 
They're going to be upset if I give that to them, right? But we expect that from God. Because we don't really know who he is sometimes. We're like, well, God just, he just gave me the cancer. No, he did not. Would you give that to your children? I wouldn't give that to my kids. Well, he's punishing me. He would not do something to hurt you to punish you. God doesn't hurt people. He doesn't hurt his children. Man, when it seems like, you know how when your kids, you know, the first time I let my kids go out and get the mail by themselves. We are on a busy road, I consider, you know, it's like you're trying to like let them, but you're standing there, you're like, look, look, look both ways. And they're like, I know, mom, I got this. And you're like, sure, stop, stop it. You know, you're trying to help them. You're correcting them. But you're not just going to be like, well, whatever happens. If they didn't listen to me and whatever. That's not, you know, good things, good correction, good direction. That's what God has for us. He said, everything I tell you in my word, everything I minister to you, every revelation is to help you and to grow you. Isn't that amazing? I love that God does that. Every time God corrects me, I'm like, oh, I knew that was coming. The more that you grow in the things of God and you begin to know his heart, you already know it's coming. So I'm like, sometimes I'll say things. I'm like, as soon as I say it, I'm like, Lord, when are you going to speak to me on that? Because I already know, you know what I mean? It's kind of like your kids already know who to ask, what to do, and, and where they can go. Because they begin to know you. They begin to know how you're going to respond, what your answers are. And God's saying, that's what he is for us. The more we get to know him, we're going to know how he responds. So, man, if there's yelling and screaming from God, do you think that's probably God? No, because he doesn't respond to you like that. You know, Moses, all the, ah, and then all of a sudden a little bush, you know. Hey, I'm in this calm, you know, stillness. He spoke to him. You know, Luke eleven thirteen says, even... And even if sinful persons like yourself give children what they need, don't you realize that your heavenly Father will do at least as much and give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for Him? Sinful people. People that you think their life is crazy, right? We're not, we never feel that way about anyone, right? No? Like, you don't look at, we never say, wow, that's out of control, you know? Or look at their kids. When you see someone running, their kids running through the store, you're like, pfft. They should learn how to be a parent, you know. But they don't know the backstory, right? Like when your kid's thinking it's funny. This may or may not have happened to Lana at the hardware store one time. So she thought it'd be funny to run from me when she was about four. And I just thought, whatever, I just grabbed her hair. And she went back and I thought, you know, if someone saw that or they saw that on the, on the video thing, I just put my hand out and her hair happened to be, you know, but I'm thinking, that doesn't look so good. But I want to give my, you know, it's like, God doesn't do that to us. He gives good things. And I think, I'm a good mom, but I just pulled my kid's hair. <laughs> you know, someone's going to look at me and think, you're not a very good mother. You should have caught up to her and got down to her level and been like, sweetie, we don't run in here because it is dangerous and you could fall. You know, that's hilarious to me. I mean, just, you know, that's how we, 
we think, you know, we like to judge and say, well, I'm a good mom, you know. No, you just haven't got caught yet pulling your kid's hair in public. You know, because it happens. But God's saying, I don't, I don't ever miss that beat. I already know that you're going to run. And I'm like, hey, hey, walking feet, Sarah. Walking feet. He don't have to catch my hair. That's why I cut it. And I'm sorry. He don't have, because he's already, he's ready. So we need to quit looking at everyone else and being like, oh, man. He's saying, hey, I'm a good father. And even those that you say are not, they still do good things for their kids. I may have pulled my kids' hair, but I still love them and do things for them and throw birthday parties for them and buy them slushies and give them hugs and read them. And I even share my chocolate, my dark chocolate. Or sometimes they find it and get into it, whatever. (laughs) But you know what I mean? So it looks like, man, who's this lady pulling her kid's hair? But I still do good things for my kid, right? Because I love them. So the Bible is the spiritual walk, a relationship with our Father, as he reveals his heart towards you. It's his story about how you became his child. Have you guys ever, your kids, um, my kids all the time want me to tell them about their birth and how they came. And then they want me to tell, if I start talking about it, they want me to tell everybody about, you know, how they came into this world. So, like, they'll be like, tell that story, tell them, tell them, tell them. So usually my kids have already told people, like, sometimes Layla will be on the, her phone with her friends and she'll be like, Mom, um, tell me the answer to this so I could give this to, you know, tell me this so I can tell to my friend. And, and then she'll be like, my mom says, my mom says, my mom says, you know, my dad told me this. You know, so they want to know. And that's the same with God. He's saying, hey, this is a story about how you became my child how you came into this world, how you came into this family. You know, so if you have a great dad, a not-so-great dad, you know, if you are a great dad, if you're not a gr- so-great dad, I don't know. It's not for me to choose. But our Heavenly Father is always a good Father. He teaches us, and He can teach us to be good parents. He can teach us to be a good Father. Not just good, great. He can teach us to catch the kid before they start running so your hand doesn't end up in their hair, guys. You know? He's saying, I got this. Trust me. He can teach us to forgive. He can teach us to erase resentment and pain. And through his word, he shows us a punishment-free relationship with him. How many of you guys would like to not be punished? Sometimes we still get punished as adults, right? At work or things like that. And we think, this isn't right. He's saying there's no punishment. God, God's correction is, is gentle and kind. And his correction is always going to lead you back to his word to show who he is. Um, so we're just going to go in. I want to go back into worship for just a minute. Um, Because I think we just need to um, spend just some time talking to the Lord. Because, you can go ahead, Cody. So, um, because when we we spend time with the Lord, He's going to reveal His heart to us. If you have a close relationship with your dad, you know you got that because you spend time with them. You know what I mean? You love them. 
You know, you do things with your kids. So how do we get to know God? How do we get that close relationship and him being our father is spending time with that? 